Welcome to The Breach, a Charlie Mike podcast. I'm Ty Braxton, and I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to listen in today. We're a group of Christians that discuss issues surrounding us today and how to build our faith and strengthen our walk with the Lord. We want to provide you with tools so that you can Charlie Mike. Charlie Mike is better understood as continue mission, and we want you to be able to Charlie Mike in your own mission field. Let's get started. All right, tonight we have Jason, Bob, and myself, Ty, and this is going to be part four of the protocol protocol of the army of God. Last week we discussed blessed are the pure in heart and we discussed blessed are the peacemakers. And tonight we're going to be doing blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. And last week Bob wasn't here and I know he had a ton of notes on blessed are the peacemakers. So before we get started on blessed are those who are persecuted, I think it would be nice to kind of step back for a second, go over some of the peacemaker notes, and then kind of segue into the topic tonight. That way, there's a nice flow there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so I had a ton of notes about blessed are the peacemakers, um, but I feel like you guys actually touched quite a few of them. But I just had a little different way I wanted to put them because they're so there are so many facets to God that it's not it it's not that he left um any I would say um confusion on the subject, but there is a mystery to it and it creates a hunger to seek after him in order to get there. So you you have to you have to really seek what his intention behind the wording is in order to really capture. And I think just like the word of God, it keeps giving and giving. You could hear the same thing over, but each time it gives and it gives and it gives and it never ceases. Hence the living word of God, why it, it never grows stale. And so, um, so just to kind of start off where my notes start, start um and then i will go back and read it out of the amplified because i believe it i stand on the amplified so much because it takes it in a totally different direction than how you would think peacemaker goes back to what we said in the beginning and and it is that common building block that starts at at the smallest and works its way up and it's not that okay maybe i said that wrong not the smallest but it starts at probably the the easiest to comprehend portion and then works its way up the beatitudes until it creates like the perfect foundation for everything. So, um, so as I was writing this and as I felt the Holy spirit, like bring it to me, it doesn't mean a passive person. It doesn't mean you don't know how to fight. It means someone whose goal is to bring about an end to a conflict or a misunderstanding. Um, personally, whenever I was, I was mulling through all of this, I see a peacemaker as someone who's courageous in the face of warring factions or mindsets or different oppositions. And that could be anything, be it people, you know, be it, um, be it different, uh, perspectives, be it different things in your life that, that 
need to be need to have a resolution but the only way you're going to get there is through peace because you can't have conflict and a resolution at the same time uh conflict means that things are constantly moving things are being like torn apart things are being like broken things are that is a conflict so um someone who goes in in the middle of the dark in the middle of the darkest points and spreads love who brings about an atmosphere of peace, someone who is not afraid of getting their hands dirty, someone who is not afraid of getting in the trenches and with and who has ability to fight on the behalf of those involved, but someone who is willing to fight for those around him and to bring about an atmosphere of life, not an atmosphere of death. Um, because a peacemaker realizes at the end of the day that has to do with the peace, the person of peace, and less to do with themselves. Uh, It's someone who stands in the trenches and brings about the kingdom of God. A peacemaker is the offensive unit in the army of God. Um, A peacemaker is also willing to bow down and surrender to the most high to keep the peace see to keep the peace for god's sake and not for the peace of those around him so going to the amplified this will all make a little more sense blessed and i love how it breaks it down i got to do it again fellas you guys hey. you guys forgot to do that last time <laughs> did we <laughs> oh so yeah, we did enjoy enjoying inevitable happiness it's funny how it brings about that into the blessed part and not into the peace part right so blessed enjoying inevitable happiness spiritually prosperous with the life joy, there's that life joy thing again, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of the outward conditions, are the makers and maintainers of peace, for they shall be called the sons of God. Now, going back to notes. <laughs> so, uh, whenever I think of that, that makers and maintainers, okay, there's a lot of, of weight in that maintenance part. And I always think back to, uh, well, let's think about the war, the Iraq war, okay? The maintainers of peace. What was our point over there? It was to bring about an end of a reign, a reign of hatred and genocide, and to bring about peace. That was our whole point. What happened whenever we failed to maintain that peace and we withdrew? Yeah. What happened? It made a it made a way for a well what we would know as a vacuum. That's what I was just and about to say. and, and it caused a another organization of terror to be to because as we know anytime there's a vacuum that void has to be filled. Yeah. Okay, so then another um, regime of terror came in. And created even more atmosphere of hatred, so much so that it affected us probably worse than even the regime that was there that we had eradicated before. 
So there's that weight. That's that that stewardship, that maintaining part that we are responsible for as peacemakers. We are not called to be peacekeepers. We are called to be peace maintainers. Peacekeepers are people. I see a peacekeeper as someone who goes in. And like you guys said last week, someone who goes in, it's more about self. It's more about, oh, look, we're just keeping the peace. We're just keeping the peace. We, we love peace, love, and happiness. And, and while I think you've got the right, like mindset, you just have the wrong idea because it's not about peace for peace sake. It's about peace for kingdom sake. Mm. And it's because we are heirs of God. It's because we are heirs and who are we supposed to emulate? We're supposed to basically do what the father does. We're supposed to be makers and a maker Yet again, going to the notes, a maker <clears throat> is to follow in the image of the father. And I find that interesting, but also there's a seriousness to being a peacemaker. Let's take, well, like I said, the Iraq war, but then we can go to the scripture where it says in Colossians 1.16, for through him, God created everything. And in heavenly realms and on earth, he made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. So to me, that says being a peacemaker is to bring glory to him and his kingdom. I think that's important because... You said the conflict never ends, you know? right? But the peacemaker can still bring freedom, one soul at a time, right? And not only salvation, but whatever the enemy has a foothold in, like a in your life, it, and it could be anything. It could be you don't know Jesus, or it could be you do know Jesus, and you need to be freed from a substance, or it, you need to be freed from. Uh, a mindset or a, a specific lifestyle, right? You know, the peacemaker will come in and create that, right? With the power of the Holy Spirit, come in and and break off that that bondage, and there's peace. You just made peace. There's freedom there. Now let's move on to the next conflict, and you're stepping into a resistance, right? Well, it's it's. That resistance, well, let's take it like this. Like, we're called to be atmosphere shifters. Right, right. We're called to change the atmosphere. How are, well, here we go again. We're called to be salt and light. And it's funny how it all comes down to the end of the Beatitudes where it starts with salt and light. But we won't go there. But we're called to be salt and light. And what does salt and light do? Salt purifies and light brings sight so we're called to basically shift the atmosphere so that god can come and purify the situation and to bring revelation and just to go back on your here here's another take on back what you said about the iraq war yeah you said that you know of course here's what i take from it is we're supposed to be peacemakers, 
but instead in that instance we were peacekeepers and what happens with when you're when you when you take on the role of a keeper instead of a maker you leave a door open there you go you're not protecting yeah and in that case that door led back to us right so we in return needed we needed to be peacemakers and when you're not a maker you're vulnerable keepers are weak and the enemy finds a way in so that brought attention to me when you said that because we did take care of a problem but we didn't maintain the problem right and the problem found us yeah yeah and that's that's exactly what you guys were saying last week is a peacekeeper is basically trying to maintain a position from almost a selfish point of view that okay we don't want any more conflict so what we want to do is stay here to basically keep the peace because we know that the moment that we aren't here any longer that the conflict is going to happen again the peacemaker is preparing the way for the lord right okay that's our job yeah now it says in scripture resist the devil and he shall flee. Okay. Yeah. Now, have any of us ever faced resistance before? Like, think about resistance from a spouse or resistance mm. from a family member or a job. It's not mm. like, hey, boss, I'd like to, you know, get this raise or take on this project. And he's like, oh, no. There's going to be like, hey, you're going to have to prove it. You're going to have to prove that you're ready for this. There's going yeah. to be some resistance. There's going to be something that you have to press into and press through. Mm. It's not going to be, oh, no, devil, go away. That's my resistance. Yeah. I said no to drugs, so I don't have to. No, that's not resistance. Resistance is stepping into the persecution. It's stepping into the fight and then saying, hey, I know, you would, I know what you're here to do, but I'm here to do it better. Right. I'm your resistance. Yeah. Instead of treating the devil like he's the resistance and we've got to somehow fight him off by saying no, we need to step into the fight and make peace yeah. in the conflict by actually putting up a fight and being a resistance. Yes. You're supposed to be serving eviction notices, taking that what we were just talking about, like yeah. changing, shifting atmospheres, mm -hmm. like kicking the devil out and then chasing him as he retreats. That's the the definition of resistance or resist in itself is just it needs to be rewritten yeah. once again we talked about this in earlier episodes i can't remember which episodes but how the devil will take vocabulary and mm -hmm. like meek we were talking yeah. about meek. meek he'll take the word and make it seem like there's not that much substance right. to it like oh this is this word means a lower grade yeah so yeah. this lower grade is what you're supposed to do like, if you're meek, you're supposed to be weak. If you're resisting, just say no. Yeah. That's not the meaning of these words. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the reason why it says the violent will take it by force. Because right. we are not called. All right. First off, if your resistance looks more like rebellion, you have a problem. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then on top of that, like you were meant to be part of the army to oppose the army of darkness, not to sit here and and 
sulk and slink back and all of that. You are a maker, not a flounderer. Yeah. And that's the difference. And the moment that you're making looks more like, <laughs> man, everything. That how we're do I talking say this about? without sounding offensive? Like there's, <laughs> I want to say this one thing and it's like, I can't get there cause I'm afraid Here's it's the, not the, stepping the, the on reason, toes. This the is reason, kicking well, kneecaps. That's the, reason, that's the importance of this right now. And that's why I think we need to move into persecution because you like yeah. what you're dealing with, you just hit, you just hit mm -hmm. the barrier, bro. What you're dealing with as a peacemaker, you know, if you say something, there's going to be people that don't like it. Yeah. So they're going to persecute you for it yeah. because we aren't here to get the truth because the truth doesn't make me feel very comfortable. Right. Like, I don't want to be a peacemaker. I want to be a peacekeeper. Yeah. Throw my little two fingers up in yeah. the air and wave them around and wear my chicken foot shirt. Like, right. Why would the enemy flee? If Can you imagine being in a war zone Face to face with the terrorists and saying, "No, please don't go home, don't don't fight us," and then they just walk away. Yeah. Why? Why would they run away from that? Give Freedom. the devil a reason to run. Yeah. Well, I mean, I keep I I had this Thomas Jefferson quote like pop in my head is the most brutal thing, and it's talking about like liberty and freedom and. Like it popped in my head and I had to look it up just because I wanted to make sure I got it right. And and okay. <laughs> it is the tree of liberty oh, yeah. must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. I got that sticker right over there. You could have just asked. <laughs> uh, sorry. And, and I mean it's so it's brutal, but it's 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 harsh but true. And I think we live in a time where we have we have a generation, and I would say we're a couple generations far removed from an uncomfortable position that we have people who see other people making statements that they disagree with as being persecution. And that is a sad, sad life to live in whenever you do not understand what real, persecution looks like yeah and that's another thing people need to be able to identify what persecution really is yeah if it's somebody just disagreeing with you that's not really persecution no. I, I mean, mean if you need a safe space because you disagree with someone there's a serious problem here and you i don't think you're gonna last very long in a in a in an environment think about steven like like yeah, man. i mean dude you can't tell me yeah. i mean First off, if anybody says that that Christianity is is easy <laughs> and that, you know, everything's going to be, you know, awesome, you know, fried chicken and rainbows, right. all this awesome stuff. Yes, Jesus is going to bless you. He's going to bless your socks off in ways that you may not even be able to comprehend. But but if you think that it's safe, you have signed up for something that you don't even understand yet. Because Stephen goes first time, very first time to preach the gospel, automatically slain right where he is. But the bigger picture is that was the gateway, if you really want to get about it, for the latter half of the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And it, it ended with a sacrifice to get to the latter half. His his death was not in vain because that was the beginning of Paul. Yeah, yeah. That was the beginning of Paul the apostle 
who was persecuting his own people that he would soon come to love. I, I, I don't know what the thorn in the side of Paul was, but I would oh. think that it was possibly the fact that he himself persecuted those he would eventually end up having the heart for. That's the, the great thing about uh, many of these martyrs, um, and even some that haven't become martyrs but still went through went through it you know they yeah, went yeah. through the ringer um and this is where the line starts to divide different believers right um we'll see people that go through persecution some of them they just they 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 take it you know they take it and they take it well uh some tend to focus even though they were obedient they tend to focus on the suffering they they shift their focus from from god and they shift it to, to the the suffering yeah and and then they and then in doing that they lose sight of the victory and yeah but then you have some that they stop focusing on that blessing the victory and the things that you were blessed with to continue your mission and your assignment and they need to focus on on being obedient. So go back t- to the, the obedience part, being the peacemaker, going through the persecution. You're going to go through the suffering. Don't focus on the suffering. Don't focus on the blessing. Just continually be focused on the obedience and being that resistance to the yeah. devil instead of worrying about the devil being your resistance. Um and we want so much to believe that faithfulness will always result in blessing. Like you were, you guys were just talking about this. Oh, we got to get that blessing. Got to do it for the blessing. Do it for the blessing. Yeah. And that, but they, <laughs> what's funny, those, those Christians really think they know what the blessing is. Yeah. They don't even know what the blessing is because they revert it to self. So they think they they can identify it. Most of the time, you can't identify a blessing from God right off the bat because <laughs> it's not something that uh, you think you need because it's not what you want. So, yeah, that is true. That is very it's something, true. You're looking for something that will satisfy the flesh instead of something that will satisfy your assignment. There you go. Wow. That's yes. Yeah, man. Yes. Um, I don't know where that came from. That was, that <laughs> well, I, well, I was right actually just, just thinking that when you said that, like, the blessing, uh, and you can continue. I just want to add. Yeah, this yeah in. Go ahead. The blessing of the earth is not the blessing you want. I mean, you're gonna yeah, get it. Out. You're gonna get it here yeah. to maintain. But there is a blessing that comes after persecution. Mm-hmm. That is the end all of end alls. I mean, yeah. So, like you said, people, oh, I just get my blessing. <sighs> That's not your blessing. You just you just don't. <laughs> no, know. That's not. Yeah, your you'll blessing. get it. You I just mean, don't know what it is. Yeah. And, uh, I think we we will come under persecution, and the scripture says the yoke is easy. Um, so so which is it? Will we be, will we come under persecution, or will is the yoke easy? And I think it's both because the yoke is easy, even in persecution, because the burden is light. Because persecution is a burden, but it is light compared to the weight of walking without God mm. because without because walking without God you don't you don't get the comfort when things get difficult or walk with his strength that is immeasurable compared to our own strength 
So you're getting all the things that you're lacking without God. Yeah. Making the burden light. Mm. That in itself is a blessing. And that helps you be the resistance because the resistance is going to put the, you know, that's put, it's putting the pressure on. But God's preparing you in a way to where you can brush it off. Yeah. And become the resistance. But can I can I bring it back? Yeah, go, to back, the, go back to the to the scripture yes, just real quick, so. only because um, whenever you read, and here we go with the amplified again. Um, don't turn say it. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Let me turn them up here. So, um, whenever you go through, you know, the first set all the way up to persecution, it's basically all of the. Uh, it's like the protocol that you must like follow so it's like saying you know meek it, it's all of the protocol to the the peace you know maker and and that's where it ends and then it becomes the thing that will happen to you as being in the army of god it's kind of like we heard you know hey sign this document and then after oh, you yeah. sign this document i'll tell you what it's all about yeah you know it's kind of like that it's saying look, it, this is going to be hard, you know, but do you agree to all of this? And now I'm going to tell you what all of that means. So it, in the Amplified, it says, blessed and happy and inevitably fortunate and spiritually prosperous. And then it says, in the state in which the born-again child of God enjoys and finds satisfaction in God's favor and salvation regardless of his outward conditions are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake for being and doing right for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And I find that really interesting that it says blessed and happy and inevitably fortunate and spiritually prosperous. So it's a fortunate Thing to be persecuted for the sake of righteousness, um, not to be hyperbolic or or like to to make something current like fit this. But I would say that we currently are in a state of righteousness under assault. Um, Clearly, yeah. I've never seen anything like it in my life uh, where we can call things that basically, honestly, in, in my personal opinion and. Daniel, if you want to edit this out, you're perf perfectly fine to do so. Uh, it, but here's that here's that opposition, here's that resistance. But I would say so much that even current culture has flipped to an antichrist culture. Uh, so much so that it is distorting the word of God to make it seem like it is it is that the twist is the truth. Um, to where we as Christians are the evil ones. Oh yeah, man. We are the ones, um, even so much so that like, you know, man, I, do I really no, want to say no, this? No, you're going the right direction, like, man, because when you mention the Bible to people nowadays, they're like, oh, that's, that's not what I believe. Like that's evil because that's it's not, speech. it's, that's hate right. speech. Yeah. It's not, it's not accepting because Jesus loves Jew and Gentile. Why are we sitting here trying to separate each other instead of right. trying to love yeah. each other? Why, why are we trying to go back and, and say that what Jesus did on the cross wasn't 
done for everybody why are we going back like why are we basically trying to break it apart and say okay now you got to go to that black church you got to go to that that latino church now you got to go here you got to go here why do we do this why are we sitting there separating each other whenever god said i love you all i've saved you all like it it doesn't why why are we sitting here and trying to to basically slam jesus back on the cross and say what you did wasn't good enough why are we doing that we should love each other instead of sitting here acting like what he did was not good enough for us and persecution isn't just like somebody coming at you if you see a brother or sister going through persecution, step into it with them. Don't let somebody go through it alone. Like that that would be the church today that needs to be. Yes. If the other churches would step in on behalf of the churches that are going through the persecution, then maybe wouldn't have this problem. That's why there's underground yeah. churches in Canada right now. Yeah. Right. Like in Canada, there are yeah. underground churches because if they're not underground, they're going to jail. And we kind of saw some of that, I mean, here for a little while, like, yeah, being fined like tens of thousands of dollars a week or a month, or I can't remember, but they were being fined a lot and just for meeting together. Yeah. And I, it was, it was awesome to see many believers rallying, Mm -hmm. you know, to them and that's what should happen. But even on a one-on-one basis, if you see a brother or sister going through some heat Step into the heat with them. Pray with them. Rely on your fire team. But 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 don't get frustrated if the other person doesn't accept your help. Mm. Um, my wife is going through this right now. She has a friend who is um, going through some stuff, and it's some serious stuff. And my wife, it's like I felt the Holy Spirit tell me to tell her this, and I, I, she wanted me to check it, you know, to make sure, and I read it, and I said, you know, this, this looks like it's something she needs, so the Holy Spirit could be giving this to you to give to her, and she gave it to her, and it was pretty much saying, you know, I'm here for you, step back, detach, get a better look at what's going on, focus on your family, find, get back in church important things and she didn't get a response then she got a response the next day saying that hey i talked to somebody who said i just need to jump in and do this stuff Mm. because that's what she wanted to hear it's not what she needed flesh was louder flesh (laughs) took over so the persecution is magically gone yeah like it's disappeared because the flesh was surrendered to so when we're persecuted, we're going to raise the white flag to yeah. either, hey, God, I need you. I don't need what my flesh is telling me that I need. And that's why I think persecution is so important in our you know, peacemaker lifestyle because it strips away our dependence on self and on material stuff and flesh and it puts our dependence back where it belongs uh, you know on god like god i need you i can't do this by myself i can't be the resistance you want me to be i can't be the peacemaker you want me to be so i saw so a meek to you i submit to you yeah so i rem i remember a couple of years back um 
which I mean, maybe I'm just stubborn. Maybe I'm just a standard guy. I don't know how most guys think. I just know how I think. So I, it's funny how we judge others by the lens that we see ourselves through. Um, but I remember whenever I first became a Christian, I saw this article and I think it was of Christians in Muslim countries. And I can't remember who it may have been Al Qaeda at the time. Um, they were martyring, uh, Christians and I still have this image because I'm that guy that just cannot look away from the train wreck. Like I have to watch it happen. Yeah. And I saw this family being lowered into basically what would be a fiery pit in the ground and this family being burned alive in the sake of Jesus for the sake of Jesus. Like they would not denounce. And this was like, 2011 something like that whenever i saw it and uh dude it's still it still kind of haunts me to see i'm not shaken by much but uh every time i think of persecution i think of that that reminds me because isis has been doing that isis is i I do remember about uh, five six years ago hearing about them doing that speaking of the vacuum that was left right and Mm -hmm. there's a there's a symbol out there that you've seen a lot of military where it's actually an arabic letter it's the arabic letter n Mm -hmm. it looks like kind of a u with a dot above it Mm -hmm. and that is the arabic letter n and it stands for nazarene now isis will use that so a lot of people are like oh that's bad why are you why do you wear that or why do you have a sticker and i'm like it actually is used against the christians because that's what isis label they'll put mm. that mark on either their home or they'll brand it on uh, it's like the scarlet or, letter right it's like the scarlet letter in the middle east and you know i wear it a lot of times i have patches with that or a shirt or something and i wear it in support of you know like hey I'm branded a Christian too, and I'm I, I wear it to remind myself that there are believers over there, yeah, and to pray for them, and things like that. But you know, are we being persecuted, dude? As peacemakers, oh are we are we being branded as peacemakers, as followers of Christ? Would we be found guilty? Wow! In the eyes of the enemy, you know, yeah, to be to wow. to come to a point where the enemy would brand us with a symbol that represents you know our lord let's let's bring that around uh, God, no 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 i'm just saying that, that hit just right yeah, now like dude, i'm sorry I, but that the moment you oh. started saying that i i automatically thought of jewish persecution um and we're seeing that being accepted in mainstream media now which oh, yeah. blows my oh, mind yeah. like it totally just messes my paradigm up because they were labeled and they had to wear a brand Mm -hmm. the enemy wants nothing more than to see you destroy yourself oh yeah and imagine the persecution not just you're getting from those around you but also for yourself imagine the persecution that's happening within your own mind because that's why we're supposed to remain vigilant that's why we're supposed to remain steadfast in our beliefs and what we know to be truth. And that's because 
the enemy just wants to distort our perspective because if they can defeat our mind, then we're easily conquered. Did we not just talk about that last week? How we need to stop leaning on our perspective. We we were talking about that. I got, I don't know what I was thinking about when I said that, but I was just thinking that you know we we put too much faith in our perspective, especially, uh, and we'll fight for that perspective even if it doesn't align with biblical truth. A lot of times, yeah. You know, you're losing the war if your perspective is gained through the screen. Oh yeah, yeah. true. Yes, of a service. Yeah, like yes. if you if you think that's church, <laughs> it's time to put the armor back on because you've taken it off. That's the hide and seek, yeah. bro. That's the hide and yeah, seek. Yeah, it's the hide and seek because they're too scared to step out yeah. into the battle. They do. They see the battle. They know the battle's real. Otherwise, they wouldn't be hiding, like you just said, yeah. Jason, at home. They know the battle's real, but they think it's in the physical realm. They see what's going on. They're looking at that screen. And, and it come back to me about the symbol again, bro. Like that symbol, you know, it's almost like we got Christians that are inside their house. Let me put my symbol. Let me let me let me let me just oh let me wear it. Yeah. Walk outside, rip it off. Yeah. And walk out. Yeah. I don't want to be seen. Well, the like enemy's this. brand that's what's crazy. The I got a target on that. me. The enemy brands you. Like the enemy and, the, and normally like to let the whole village know that you're a Christian, they'll come by and paint that on the side of the house. And pretty much it's, hey, if you don't convert by, like, let's say tomorrow morning, we're killing your whole family. Like you were just talking about, yeah. Bob, like yeah. they were being lowered into that pit. Yep. They'll behead you. They'll burn you. They'll let the villagers take care of it because they'll say, hey, if you don't kill your neighbor, then we're going to come in here and wreak havoc on all of you because they don't want to get their hands dirty. So not only, <laughs> but that's what you were just getting at. They can walk out of that house and remove the mark. Yeah. Or. Wear it with honor. Yeah. And take on the enemy. Well, I'll put it like this. Yeah, your okay. salvation I, is your pee patch. Yep. Are you willing to be the one man to stand up against the enemy's yep. armies to defend, to defend what you believe? It's time for the rubber to meet the road. We say it all the time, man. Are you real? Are you for real? Are you gonna are you gonna put what you believe in the practice? The brand of God will be on you. Yeah, there you go. You will want others to experience what you have experienced. Yeah. Wow. If it is authentic, you will want to show everyone else. That's that's the reason. That's why what we're doing right now. If we yeah. would have all came together, talked about what we talked about, of yep. what we have formed here, and just said, you know what, eh, it's probably not something I should do. It'll be inconvenient. There you go. Yeah. But yet we took it and we want to help others pull them where from all of our backgrounds. Right. I mean, we pulled all of our backgrounds together, and they're all so different. Yeah. Vastly to, different. To, to spread it further. Like you said, the platform, media. I mean, this is a platform. If we're not willing to actually sacrifice to do this, then we're just as bad as the ones we're talking about. We're just yeah. a clanging gong. Dude, this is, like this this is blessing the socks out of me. I literally have yeah. nothing like, I, else. Like I feel like we have poured it out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanna I wanna add something. I wanna I wanna give kind of like a a, a um, a mindset of what I used to be when I when I first became uh, a follower of Christ um, I didn't understand the concept of the whole 
you know, the devil was attacking me, you know, this and that. All I felt was, okay, now I'm getting, you know, this, I'm getting an attack here, I'm getting an attack there. And my first reaction would be, especially you can ask my wife, I would come to her and be like, mornings or something, I've had a bad night or something happened in that last day. I don't understand it. You know, what am I doing wrong? Uh, you know, I thought this was supposed to be better, blah, 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 you know. And it never got better until I changed the mindset of attack. Don't be the victim. Yeah. <laughs> when you said that, that's what, what, what hit me here. Don't be the victim. Victims never win attack you can only win when you attack there's no winning and sitting back and taking shots mm. and make so sure that's where my that's where mine went from it i had to change that attitude quickly yeah yeah and i'm like so much different like honestly hit me with something you better watch out you know because now i've got ammo <laughs> yeah I've I've got ammo. I've 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 taken that, and I've like, all right, well here you go. You you you've had your shot. Let me show you mine. It's like yeah. bloody, it's like bloody knuckles. Oh, I was just gonna say, make sure you're surrounding yourself with like-minded people because I I'm gonna tell last week's story real quick. Last week we were recording, you know, part three, and I was really, I I was looking at the guys and I told them I was like, hey, if this is you know messed up, you know, just edit it out and. I was like really feeling a heaviness and I didn't know if I needed to keep going or if we should just, you know, put it off for some other time or what. And then, you know, both the guys were like, Hey, just, I think you need to push through it. You're tapping on something. And then as soon as I started talking, our <laughs> soundboard went out. Like it just, nothing else went out. All the lights were on. Like everything the power board was connected to was still on. Even the, like everything in that outlet. Everything was on. The power board just went out. I think, Jason, you said my mic went out first. Mic went out first. Then the power board went off. My mic was the only mic that went out. Yep. Okay, so my mic went out, and then the power board went out. And I just still don't know exactly what I was tapping into, but I felt a heaviness on me. Yeah. And then Daniel said he felt it. Jason said he felt it a little bit. Like, But they, they pushed me through it like they said hey you need to keep going when i was i was seriously was like I, we can do this some other time and they said no get through it and i needed somebody to tell me that because i if they weren't here i, I probably would have quit for I, the I night i actually think daniel said i think you're hitting something yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so i mean i would have quit for the night yeah right we have to have people around us to keep walking through yeah. you know yeah what's what's happening because now i don't know if that was demonic or anything like that but i know it was out of order you know yeah. it wasn't something that has ever ever happened before Never. and i was feeling something like i like i needed to quit like hey you should just not say this stuff right now i had zero confidence in it to be truthful with you but with my fire team i was like all right even if i'm not feeling it it's something i feel like i need to say like it's on my paper that i have here and there's some other things i wanted to add to it and my fire team said keep moving of course you would be the one to actually feel like you shouldn't say it because you're the best what's coming out of uh that, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, that would make that makes sense and i think that's perfect like i mean that's a perfect summarization of the the last two beatitudes yeah is embrace the suck and and the thing is is yeah, it stinks at the time. I mean, persecution is not easy. 
you know. Yeah. But I mean, everybody would be doing I it. I mean, and then they say, <laughs> you know, I mean, they're gonna lie about you. They're gonna spit on you. Yeah. They they're gonna they're every foul thing will be said about you. But it says in you know at the end of the Beatitudes, and basically he was speaking to the disciples, right. saying, "Hey, be happy about it. Yeah, be very glad, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember." The ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. That was Jesus saying, hey, guys, this is going to suck. Yeah. It ain't going to be easy. (laughs) You give up your life, you're going to be persecuted. Yeah. But a great award awaits you. Oh, man. I just thought about Moses. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude. Like, yeah. Dude, talk about circumventing a process. Like, God's like, you're the dude. And he's like, but I don't know if I can. And he's like, I don't speak speak correctly, and I'm not very good at have him be your mouthpiece. Right. Dude. All right. First off, God said, you're going to be persecuted. (laughs) It's you. It's you. Yeah. Okay, this is you. And these are the, all the things I've called you to be, but you've already signed the document. So you're going to be persecuted. Okay. Yeah. There is no, if you accept this mission, <laughs> yeah. you've already accepted yeah. it. Okay. Go do the thing. Embrace it. Mm-hmm. Dude. I like it. Oh, it just, God is so it's awesome. Like, like, man, I just don't understand anyway like what was going through their minds yeah god First is speaking off, to you from a burning bush yeah and tells yeah. you you're the man for the job and you're like no nah. yeah like <laughs> but wait a minute you've already said yes so what, like, what is I, your problem I, I don't i'd be like okay okay whatever you want it's like somebody somebody walks into your house with a gun and you do whatever they want yeah. I mean, like, you or you're being robbed like gunpoint. You're gonna do whatever they say, right? And then, yeah. but the God tells you you're the man, and you're like, uh, I mean, this I? dude had such. I mean, look at Moses. He had such a close, intimate yeah. relationship, especially yeah. for for like Old Testament. Like he had such a close, intimate relationship with God. Yeah, so much that he could wrestle with God. I mean, he could have these intimate conversations that were very, yeah. I would say, plain. Right. Okay. Um, so much so that he could sit there and actually say no and not be struck down. Yeah. Think about that for a second. Oh, man. I mean, hey, I mean, we do serve a very just and good yeah. God. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not saying that, but at the time, but if God can't lie, right? And he's t- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, and you're still not gonna believe him. I mean, first off, you were that close to God and you denied him. Yeah, he was right I mean, in that, front of that you. That just blows my mind. Like, if if the world is not happy with you, then you're probably on the right track. Yeah. Um, and and maybe that's just that, dude. I, I don't know. I'm not going to get reason. off on that tangent. I think it's, it's but the reason they're not happy with you. I, I'd you say know, it's I, not. It's not only the fact that they're just unhappy with you. I have a I think re- it's the reason. I have a resistance yeah. mentality. 
Okay. And let me say this. I, I, yeah. I can be, even from a young age, I was very rebellious. And I'm not saying that is a good thing, <laughs> yeah. but um, so much so, and this, and it'll it'll make sense here in just a second. So much so that like whenever my parents would tell me to do something, I would blatantly do the opposite, yeah. and that was not a good thing. Okay, <laughs> right. for all anyone who's listening, I'm not <laughs> condoning that. But what I am saying is so much so that I've seen, um. I can tell you the literal difference between um, resistance and rebellion. Um, That's good. The I have seen people that I thought that were rebellious become resistance. A uh, perfect example is I've seen people that I thought were not very right standing. And I'm not necessarily talking about in Christianity. I'm talking about in culture and things like that. Would it blow your mind to know that, like, I've seen these dudes. All right. Anybody who knows me knows I was in the punk rock and hardcore scene and all of that. And that's known for being a rebellious, a lot of times, anti-Christ movement. And, like, um, the... I've seen dudes that were in that scene who actually sided on the side of righteousness because everything is so topsy-turvy right now. And to where even them stood up and said, this is not right. And that blows my mind. And, and maybe I'm not explaining it correctly, to get the impact, but whenever guys who sing songs about anti-authoritarian governments and uh, organized religion and and like all of this stuff, and then they turn around and go, "Hey, wait a minute, we're getting it all wrong," it makes you kind of go, "Whoa, yeah. something's happening," and I believe that we're about to see a flip where. And I heard a prophet say it years ago. Actually, it may have been in relation to like some hardcore bands that I know you and I mutually, all of us like mutually listen to, that there will be a generation that doesn't look like the generations before that will rise up and be the new church uh, because people want authenticity instead of the same status quo. And like that to me, I've, I'm seeing the beginning beginnings of it and it is blowing my mind right now. Whenever you have someone, I'm not saying he is righteous by any means. Uh, uh, he was in a, a very, very prominent punk rock band in the 70s, uh, stand up and he goes, uh, I stand on this side and it's the side of righteousness. And you're like, Whoa! Oh man, that blows my mind. Um, whenever you see that, and he used to sing songs about anarchy and 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 depravity and things like yeah. it, it makes you go, "Wow!" It makes you stand up and like take note. When rebellion yeah. meets the beatitudes, it turns into resistance. I think I, I, I was thinking about what you said, Bob, earlier about when the world looks at you and they're they're you know they're angry. 
mm-hmm. you know, at you. And I, I said that it's the reason. Well, why are they angry? You know, there's a reason for that. And it's not just because they're just angry at anything that you're doing. I, I was thinking about a kid that I knew growing, growing up. I was trying to invite them to church and stuff. And um, their dad was like, you're not allowed to go to church. You're not, you're not hmm. allowed. I don't, we don't believe in that. You're not allowed to leave the house. After this time, you're not allowed to go to church. They went to church. <laughs> they went to church with me. Well, when they got back home, I, I didn't see this happen, but the next day, um, they came to me and, you know, they're like, I got in so much trouble. I got caught. I got in trouble. And I was like, oh, why? Cause you disobeyed your dad. I keep kind of think about what's going on in the world today. Yeah. Is it because you disobeyed? Right. Yeah. No, it was because it wasn't because I disobeyed about leaving the house. It was because I went to church. Wow. So there's a, it's not just the world's mad at us. No, there's a, like, there's a specific reason. Yeah. Like, it's not just, oh, they don't like us for this. They don't like us for this. They don't like us. No, it's because, like, what Chris was talking about last week, he's like, oh, you know, ABC store's open. Yeah. Walmart's open. Starbucks. Like, all these places are open. Yeah. And go to Home Depot. And they are <laughs> yeah. packed in tighter than. How can anybody uh, afford it? <laughs> they're packed in tighter than a lot of churches before the pandemic. Right. Wow. <laughs> Man. Protocol of Army of God. Yeah. So good. I'm glad we jumped into that one. Yeah. None of that was really planned. We had a little bit of notes, but it was one of those, hey, let's just jump in and see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. The Protocol of Army of God is like, it's almost almost like basic with the military. So you got to get through the protocol to understand. And um, one last point, and I don't know why this just, why this just came to mind. Uh, whenever I think about the the U.S. Army or the U.S. military <laughs> protocol, it's funny how it goes, and it actually kind of speaks about that point whenever you're captured by the enemy. So you could kind of relate that to persecution. It's like a seer uh, school. Yeah, and it's like you're supposed to, you know, you're not supposed to disclose anything other than, you know, your rank and your your number, and that's it. Like you're not supposed to give away anything, yeah. um, and it just it as far as the protocol of the army of God, it just speaks to the serious the serious nature of it all. That this is a fight over your soul. It is life and death, and uh, I mean, there's a reason that Jesus made the emphasis on the Beatitudes. And that is because in order for you to walk the way he wants you to walk, you're supposed to hold yourself to a standard. And this is the standard. If you haven't surrendered your life to Christ and are ready to come to God, we at Charlie Mike would like to lead you in a prayer in just a moment. But first we want to be clear, praying a sinner's prayer is not a ticket into heaven. These are not magic words. You must follow Christ and live for him. You cannot receive salvation by your own merits, but by what Jesus has already done. Ask to receive the Holy Spirit to be filled and experience what God has for you. You will not live the same life and you won't be able to keep Jesus to yourself if you become a Christ follower. 
1 John 2, 4 tells us that the one who says, I have come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. Those commandments are to love God and to love others. If you love God, you will follow him. And if you truly love others, you will want others to experience God and give their lives to him as well. So if you are ready to pray, pray this, God, I ask for forgiveness. I believe Jesus died for me and nothing I have done wrong is too great for the power of his blood that was shed for me. I am ready to forsake the world and live a changed life because I realize how much you love me. I love you and I'm ready to live for you. If you made the decision to surrender yourself to God and follow Jesus, I encourage you to spend time daily with him in prayer, reading his word and worshiping him for who he is. Much will be revealed to you in this time with him. Be a part of a community of believers who grow in the fullness of God's word and join a church that does the same. Get involved and stay accountable with each other. Also, please let us know that you made this decision by emailing us at charliemike.me at gmail.com or message us on Facebook at facebook.com slash charliemikeinternational.